0: Blog Talk Radio. <clears throat> the Go Radio Network presents the Comedy Shack. I am your host Joey Harris. You can get me on Twitter at the Joey uh, Email Joey Harris Comedy at gmail dot com. And this is the Go Radio Network. In a moment. Uh, you will be hearing from Big TJ will be joining me for a few minutes. It's always good to catch up with TJ on this Big Go Radio Network, the CEO, the big man, the head chief, the man in charge. Great things happening in the Go Radio Network, and I always enjoy being here with you. Every week at this time, the Comedy Shack, last week's numbers were just, Incredible, and we'll talk with TJ about that um, as soon as he he gets here. Um uh, hope everybody has a great week. Uh, I'm just laying back, chilling here in my home, uh, kind of cold outside. It snowed today. It's thick a little bit, but not too bad. Uh, rain, it rained all morning. I think kept it back from, from sticking some uh so That's what's happening here. I hope everybody's night is going well. I've got some chicken and rice soup I'm going to have as soon as this show is over with. So That's good. I hope you're enjoying dinner or you've enjoyed dinner or you're preparing dinner, however you're um, spending your Saturday night. I hope it's great. And I thank you all so much for joining me here on the Comedy Shack. It's part of the Go Radio Network. They're doing great things. They've got A ton of shows. Go to the website uh, and check out everything. Um, I just got a message from T.J. He's on his way. He will be joining us in just a second. Always good to to hear from him. Um, But, you know, things are going great here for me. Sit back, relax, enjoy, take the next hour off, and let us entertain you. as we come here to Comedy Shack, as we do every Saturday night, how was your week? Was your week good? I had a pretty good week. Uh, ups and downs, but that's life, you know. you got to find the funny things in in life as you can get them. That's what I've taken out. We talked last week about uh, comedy equals tragedy plus time. And you can always get something funny out of a situation. You may not get it at the time, but you may see the humor at it. The farther away you get from it, the more you get perspective and, and purview on it. I'm just waiting. I thought I heard a T-shirt. No, I guess not yet. It'll be here in just a second. Uh, when paid bill, bills, you know, tired of getting bills mail. As I heard one time on uh, King of the Hill, thought oh, that was funny.
1: TJ. What's going on, brother?
0: Not much, man. How are you, sir?
1: I'm doing well, my friend. Just trying to be like you, dude.
0: Man, it is your world. I just keep my stuff in it. Um, I don't have much, but, you know, I, we all live live beneath the shadow that you cast, my friend. I'm <laughs> just on this Go Radio network empire that you're building
1: brick by brick, right?
0: <laughs> How are you, my friend? How's your day been?
1: Dude, man, I've been chilling. Man, I watched the uh, I watched the snow today. Uh, obviously, the majority of it in my front yard and backyard is melting right now. But uh, yeah, I, right. I I got I got some excitement out of it. The kids got some excitement out of it because. How often do you get to see snow that actually sticks in North Carolina? Not often, but if you wait till February, you get a little luck. So, no, uh kind of good, man. Did you get any snow over there?
0: I did. I did. Got got some snow. Probably about the same amount that you got over there at the big uh, Go Radio Empire Castle that you got going on the compound um, <laughs> over there. Are the are your wife and the kids good?
1: They're good, man. They're absolutely good. They enjoyed uh, this snow uh, about the same as me. Uh, my my son wanted to go outside and play in it. I told him no. I said the first snow was always the, the dirty cum falling from the sky. So uh,
0: you have to wait to
1: that second and third snow before you can get out in it.
0: You know, I've heard that too, but, like, how come the rain doesn't just purify all of that? That's what I don't
1: know. Well, for some strange reason, you can't trust the rain. Um, that's one of those old, you know, old-school tales that we've heard, like, for years. Yeah, you know, absolutely. The, the first snow is always just full of all kind of STDs, so you have to wait uh, on that, you know, that second or third snow before you can really get in it.
0: I'm writing that down. The first snow is always full of STDs.
1: Excellent. No, uh, no, no, that, no. That's at <laughs> like the
0: top of that. Man, I tell you what, I I called in a couple of times to a couple of you different shows and I just could never get through, but I enjoyed listening to them. Um uh I'll tell you what I learned listening to the Go Radio Network this week. Um okay. you've gotta you've got to beat the Bobcats, apparently. <laughs> but sometimes you can't sometimes you can't beat the Bobcats, you know. What is it like a they say like a blind squirrel? will it get a get even gets nut every once in a while. But.
1: Every once in a while, I absolutely. You know,
0: Michael up. Jordan is in the Hall of Fame, but I can tell you he's done – the things he's done over the past 15 years is, like, he wants to get kicked out of the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Michael Jordan, You're right. Michael, Michael Jordan is the Michael Jordan of bad basketball executives. And you can write that down.
1: <laughs> no, dude, I agree with you, bro. If, if Michael Jordan hadn't gotten into the Hall of Fame for being a player – uh, he definitely wouldn't get in the gym. Like he's he's stunking it up like in ways that we can't even imagine.
0: Right. right. It's just, so I've I learned that. I learned that you're you're just becoming a beast uh, with your exercise routine, going up and down the stairs. <laughs> uh, but you know the things you learn on the Go Radio Network.
1: That's what. Oh, man, bro, thank you for listening, my friend, but in all seriousness, dude, um, yeah, I, I tried to, you know, tried to get my workout on. I was excited for life, excited to be alive, and so we. we I went on the backyard, went in the backyard hitting steps, and I'm thinking, yes, I got this, I'm going to do these steps. I'm going to start exercising, I'm a beast, nobody can mess with me, and my body really did start to play tricks on me, man, my mind started to play tricks on me, it made me think that I was... A lot sexier than I really was. So my mind was so I'm so out of shape. Like my mom was had me thinking like, "Yo, TJ, you don't need this. Stop working out right now. You already have a body like LeBron James. Stop working out right now." And that's how you know you're out of shape, ladies. If you know that you're a little bit healthier, um, and then you decide, "Hey, I don't need to work out because my body's telling me no," that's that trick right there. That's the trick.
0: Uh, and I felt uh, hard. In- i got to write that down. That's the that's, the tw- that's the side. The first snow gives you S T D your body will play a trick on you, you know. Yes. I always yes. said, like, if you go by certain mirrors or if you go by, uh, like, you know, a light, you can look good in a certain light. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That is all fine and wonderful. Of course, you can't always depend on that light. That's the problem. <laughs> I-, I sound fantastic in my shower, but I can't. Travel around with my shower. You're right. You're right. You know that no, that's I what agree. that's what's going on with that. So I, I, got,
1: I, I, I no, go ahead, go ahead, sir. I was about to say, man, I, I sing awesome in the shower, and if they would record me in the shower, I could probably get a deal. But they would eventually want me to perform at the Grammys, and nobody wants to see all this blackness on stage, naked and wet. <laughs> at least not,
0: not you know, not in that setting.
1: No, no, maybe maybe at the uh, the national porn awards, but we're talking about the Grammys. You know, they they don't want me at like, the Grammys.
0: I was thinking like, what is it? Showtime after dark or Skinamax? or?
1: Absolutely, Skinamax, Well, you know what? I think that that's the truth, man. Skinamax is waiting on me to get big, so that I can. Uh, you know, start doing, you know, those Skinamax pornos because they they don't put big people on those
0: and they know that they
1: need to. So, you know, they're waiting on me to get big so they can grease me up and and put me on on TV and I'm, you know, I'm all for it because they're not really having sex. Right, right.
0: It's like that, yeah, it's like that core porn and and all that. Um, I watched one this summer that was like a takeoff of Batman. Have you seen that one? No. Oh, okay. I have not. Should, that I have you, not seen man. You know, if you ever get a chance, I would jump off a cliff instead because it's really horrible. <laughs> Is that bad? It's like, it's like Batgirl, the dark. It, it, it's a it's a takeoff of the Dark night, but I can't I can't think of it right now. What they what their whole thing was, but it was just awful. But you know, it came on at two in the morning and I don't know what I was up at 2 in the morning anyway. I think that's that's one of those things where you know what you're getting into.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. No good can come uh, from anything at 2 in the morning at at all. You know, 2 in the morning is just a dangerous time. Um, It's just a dangerous time. That's all I can say, bro. You know, it's last call for alcohol at 2 o'clock in the morning, and, yeah, it's just dangerous.
0: Right. That's actually one of my rules for life. Nothing good happens after two a.m.
1: I think it's really p.m.
0: The older I get.
1: <laughs> I know some people out there that go to bed at six o'clock. Um, so they'll say anything after five o'clock, you're asking for trouble.
0: Oh, uh, six p.m. or six a.m.
1: Six six p.m. Oh okay. Yeah man. What time yeah, What
0: time are they getting up?
1: Uh, you know those people, man. They wake up at like 4 o'clock, and they think anybody who's not waking up at you know at 4 o'clock isn't doing their due diligence.
0: Right. I've, I've know, been awake but, at 4 o'clock. There's nothing going on. You can catch the farm report on <laughs> TV, because that's about it. Was <laughs> so so it Valentine's what? Day,
1: man? Uh, I did, actually. I did. Um, my wife woke me up um, to an awesome breakfast. It was delicious, and um, you know I I made dinner for her, you know, which is always a plus. So you know, and 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 I did breakfast for dinner, you know, which I honestly believe is the best time to have breakfast.
0: You know, I told a friend of mine today I could eat breakfast anytime. I I believe, but I don't know. I'm
1: with you. I'm with you on that one, man. Because I mean, we're, we're big guys.
0: Right, right. Absolutely. But I don't think you have to be big or little to enjoy breakfast. In fact, I'll tell no. you this. A person who doesn't enjoy breakfast, I don't trust that uh-huh. person. I don't trust like, them at all.
1: That's like a dude having uh, two first names. You know, if right. your name is John Paul, I can't trust you. And that's also like playing cards with a married couple. Never do it.
0: Oh, because oh, sure. you, you know they could they can have their own secret language and you're pointing hey and they're like L- um last week I went to the mechanic and that tells you what they have and you're like that's yeah true. what
1: happened at the mechanic Yep I and that, ultimately that's it never play with a married couple cuz they'll tell you all day that they don't cheat but mm-hmm. they want to they want to win who wants to be married to a loser nobody so they're going to do everything they have to do to win okay. that
0: well, I tell you, um, and you and I will probably be the only two that in, fully enjoyed this um story I'm about to tell you. But you know how we we first, I guess not became acquainted because I told that story last week, but I guess became friends when we started working together, right? right. Well, the the person that you replaced, we had a game night one time and I came with my then wife and uh we played Phase 10 about 10 of us or or 11 or whatever it is. And that person accused me and my wife of cheating. Now, if if you're going to cheat, the object is to win the game. At that point, I had not scored. I hadn't done anything. My wife was doing kind of well, but um, I I, I don't – in fact, I think that was either the first or the second time I had ever played the game.
1: Yeah. But you know what's crazy, man. Anytime I'm that type of person. Anytime I'm playing a married couple, you know, mm-hmm. beginning of the game, middle of the game, end of the game, I'm gonna accuse them of cheating just because I want to see what their reaction is.
0: Ah, oh, so, I see that.
1: I yeah, you can be playing straight up, you know. But because you're a married couple, I have to automatically assume that you're not legit. Um, and if I call you out on it, and then you respond with a little bit of smirk, then I know, I know that you're filthy.
0: So well, you would know because I've heard that you you've known some dirty cops in your life.
1: So I I yes, I am actually a dirty cop myself. So if 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 the shoe fits, wear it. So if I'm pulling dirty moves, then I know who also is dirty.
0: I see. So that means, hey, wait, uh, we've got a game night schedule sometime that means I should keep an eye on you and your wife, right?
1: Absolutely, you should. I'm gonna go ahead and let you know. If you're playing spades with me and my wife, we have uh, we have hand signals. If I make the the symbol like I'm stroking something, she knows mm-hmm. that I got a lot of hearts. If I make a swoosh like an ejaculate motion with my hands, that That's means correct. I got a lot of spades. If I start uh-huh. dancing, I'm heavy on clubs, and if I start fondling my breast then I've got diamonds for
0: days. I see. Oh, there's just so many ways I can go with this. This is, like, (laughs) overwhelming me almost. I'm not even going to lie to you. Wow. (laughs) So I guess anybody out there, don't go over to TJ's house because he's making a bunch of hand motions, you know.
1: Absolutely. And And that's the thing, it's like, the reason I go with the hand motions that I do is because it makes people uncomfortable, so they're not mm-hmm. going to watch me for very long. I you know, so ultimately what I'm going to do, Joey, because, I mean, you're a white guy. I love you. I am a white
0: at my guy. Hand, you're
1: you're going to look at my hand motion of the, you know, the stroking and then the ejaculate, and you're going to get a little red in the face and you're going to look away. When you look away, I'm going to look directly at my wife and tell her, look at my hand, and I'm going to show it to her. Because nobody's looking at me anymore. Oh,
0: not I got see. I got Yeah. You.
1: And when I said if I if I got a lot of you know, I got a lot of diamonds, you know, like I said, I'm gonna fondle myself. I'm gonna fondle my, my man my man titties. No yes. no self respecting American wants to watch another fat man fondle his man titties. Well
0: you yeah, don't want to do if, it. Well now, see you can just keep anting that up. You can just keep going
1: up and up and up because
0: now People are listening to you and I talk here, and they're gonna like, oh, I know all of his tricks and, and secrets. So that means you gotta up the ante. So I think you just start getting undressed right there.
1: No, it's not a problem at all. Look, I'm gonna go ahead and let you know if you think you got me figured out, you're wrong. Because oh. I, I have, I, I'm no hoes bars. If you, play, if we play at your house, there's a limit to where I go. But if you come into Johnson Manor and I want to show my wife what I have, and you're watching me extra hard to make sure I'm not cheating, I will put a thumb up the butt just hey, to make you, you think. Know, yeah, I think <laughs> that you got to. Yeah, that, One of two things is going to happen. Either somebody's going to think it's a swinger party, or they're going to get so offended that they just leave. Either way, we win.
0: Either way, you're right. Either way, you win. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I mean, you know, if it just takes the left turn, and everything just starts to go downhill. You you just said it. It's your house. Get out, right?
1: I'm not to get the Get, get yeah, so. the hell out! I'm gonna throw some pocket sand in your eyes.
0: Uh, that that's another thing I've got here on my list. This pocket sand, you know, I didn't know what it was before you said it, mm-hmm. but I know exactly what you're talking about. That that just grit and all of that that's just in your um in your pocket amongst your keys and your change in your um, filthy condoms or whatever it is that you have in there. Well, no uh,
1: self-respecting southerner does not have pocket sand. Uh, Those people up north in New York and New Jersey, y'all are different. Y'all either have baby powders or cocaine in your pockets. But in the south, we have pocket sand. Right.
0: But just like that mirror in your house and that flattering light, you've got pocket sand you just may not always have enough. You got to make whatever you put up first has got to really count. You know, you got one shot at it.
1: Absolutely, make it count. Eminem said it. You got one shot. You got to make it count. So you know, grab that pocket sand. Make sure you got the 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 aiming point. I usually aim for the nose because you can be tricked by the eyes, especially if it's a cockeyed person. You can be tricked by the eyes, so don't go with the eyes. If you focus on that nose, throw the pocket in at the nose, you're going to get one of the eyes, guaranteed.
0: Well, I can tell you this, and, and since you said it, I, I'm the same way. Look, I'm not going into any area of my life, I'm too old, first of all, uh, looking for a fight. But sometimes if you get cornered, you know, sometimes you got to fight, and there may be a group of people now, the Conventional wisdom that's out there will tell you that most people say go after the biggest guy. So if you knock him down, the others will leave you alone. I go the exact opposite way. I go for the smallest guy. <laughs> and I tell him, you know, this is before they even jumped on You know, they're just intimidating me now. I tell him, look, you're going down. You're going to get hurt very, very badly. They may all whip my ass, but you, my <laughs> friend, are going to the hospital. And then you just keep going over and over that. And he's got a lot of sway with his friends. You know this because he's the smallest one. They don't just let anybody ride with them. So you just right. concentrate, laser focus on him, and go, look, I no doubt that they're going to whip my ass. I may die from this, but if I do, you, my friend, will probably die with me. We're going together. It's like that. Did you see that last Sherlock Holmes movie with Robert Downey
1: Jr.? I don't trust Sherlock Holmes. He's, he's too smart. He's too oh, smart. Oh, well, anyway,
0: um, in the last movie, they had the scene with Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty at Rockenbach Falls, and they asked for Goldberg Ledge. They go down into the falls together, and when it happens, Sherlock Holmes has just grabbed him and look. I'm going over. I may die, but I'm not dying alone. You're going with me. That's how I'm looking at that small guy. So...
1: I can I no, absolutely respect that. I, I, like I said, I haven't been in a fight in quite some time, um, but whenever I get into, last time I got into a scuffle. I mean, I got I went I went beast mode, like really beast mode. Like all I could see was red. Nobody could really hold me back. So I'm afraid of any group of people that feels the need to try and jump me because I'm letting you know if they haven't had children, they probably won't. Because right. if you're if you have the audacity to jump me. You're basically saying that all traditional rules are gone. There's no more being gentlemen. I will really, literally try and punch you in the nads until that thing no longer works.
0: There you go. Like
1: No, absolutely. I'm not going to be a gentleman about it. I was going to be cool, throw a little pocket, saying backhand you one good time and walk away about my business. But if you want to jump me, you want right. to jump big TJ, that's perfectly fine. Have fun adopting, bitch.
0: That's right. As soon as you get out of the hospital. See, I could see you. You would have been really good in like old, old-fashioned time if you know everybody wasn't you know if they didn't have the classes and the whole slave training. You would have been really good at like a duel, like you throw the pocket pin and then you you take off your glove, right? You just slap him across the face of the glove, and that that's when they know, okay, I don't even need to to, to deal with this guy, and you just walk away. And as you walk away, you say, "Good day, sir." I say good day. I
1: say good day. Thank you for at least excluding the whole element of slavery from that whole uh, hyperbole situation that we were talking about. Because honestly, you know, let's go back 500 years. If I try and duel somebody, I'm getting lynched.
0: Oh, well, now wait, wait. I think you going gone back too far. 500 years in a, uh, the 21st century, that's the 1600s with the slaves here yet? I don't know.
1: They weren't in America, but they were. They were still slaving it up. Uh,
0: but then, if you're slaving it up, right? Isn't that like amongst your own race? Uh, it would be like. It would be like, why are they why are they lynching the black guy or why are they lynching the slave? It's like, what did T.J. do wrong?
1: And they they basically, this one of situation where they sit back and look. They would be like, he must have really pissed somebody off. Right. But, right. <laughs> he really, really pissed somebody off. But no. I mean, I think I was inaccurate on my my amount of years. I said I'm, I, I could have said four hundred. I said five hundred because you know it sound it's, it's a sexy number. Anytime right. you say five, you know that's oh, why. Oh no, I, 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 I
0: fully I, understand. It's a matter of semantics. I fully understand what you're meaning. I'm just saying that everything were equal and you were a gentleman because they did have what they call free men of color that just walked around, and I could see you in like a very a very good suit, and you had a walking. Like a good stout oh, walking stick. That's what's up, bro. And 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 you know the gloves, like the, the the very proper gloves. And you just walk around, and you're going, and you're minding your own business, just walking around, just doing your thing. And someone approaches you because they say you besmirched their sister's honor, and you know that wasn't easy. You weren't even there that night. Right. You you take your pocket fan, I think you pull out your pocket watch first. And you open it up and you quietly look at it like, oh, I've got to be at the bank in fifteen minutes, but I can't skirmish along with this scoundrel. And then you put it back, and as you put it back, you just dip in and get the pocket fan. Boom to the eyes, the glove comes off, Snack, snack. They know. And then you good day, sir. I say good day. And yeah, then absolutely. You just, you just give them the look as you as you put your glove back on finger by finger. You know how they do it?
1: Oh yeah,
0: I think that's what's happened.
1: No, dude, you paint a good picture. If I could get off without having the electricity, I would honestly reach out to Doc Brown and see if he could take me back to that time period. But
0: 151. What is it, gigahertz,
1: gigawatt, gigawatts Yeah, absolutely. It's all it's all about the gigawatts, man. We got to get up to 88 miles per hour, which, if you know anything about speed, it's not actually that fast. But you know, can I, can I, can I? Since we're talking about Back to the Future, real quick, can I say something? Absolutely. Doc Brown is a douchebag. I mean, honestly, Christopher Walker's, or Christopher, Christopher Reed. Christopher Lloyd. Doc Brown. Christopher Lloyd, there you go. We got <laughs> yeah, Walker, Doc we, got Brown. Brown. we got Doc Lawrence. Brown. He is a straight-up douchebag because he sits there and tells Marty, no, you can't do anything to affect your future. But the whole reason he created the time machine was so he could go back in time and affect Marty's future. And here's my question. Doc Brown has no relation at all to Marty. Why does he give a shit what Marty's future is? What type of relationship did Marty McFly and Doc Brown have prior to Back to the Future 1 being filmed? I'm questioning Doc Brown's morals.
0: You know what? I've got the exact answer for you. I've got the exact answer for you. See, Doc Brown, see, you're, you're looking at it the wrong way. Don't question his morals. He knew that he'd got to because... He can't just talk to Einstein all day because then you go from the, the scientist that's a little quirky and eccentric to they're locking you up in the loony den. Right. Uh, so he builds that gigantic amplifier. Don't you remember that Marty tried to block out to at the beginning? Because Marty's just got a guitar and he's looking for a place to plug in. If you remember, before Marty goes back, nothing's happening at his parents' house. Those people are losers, okay?
1: You're right. You're right.
0: So then he's got that big amplifier, cranks it up so loud that he gets blown across the way and he's late for school. That's all that that's really going for. But but if you remember, then all of a sudden what you really need for Doc Brown to come to your house on trash day, because then, you know, he had that food processor blender in the back, you didn't need roads anymore. You didn't right. need a gigawatt. so all you needed was some banana peels and coffee grounds. Well,
1: I'm just saying, man. I'm questioning the relationship, dude. I really have a hard time understanding why Doc Brown, who clearly is an old man, like clearly, I mean, the dude, he, he's, he's white-haired. He's clearly right. an old man.
0: But you know, you what know have you noticed in those movies though, people just keep the same hairstyle, except for like Marty and his mom and dad, because. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. The the principal was always bald, and you're right. Doc Graham always had white hair. So I think it was something in the water there in Mill Valley or Hill Valley or wherever it was.
1: You're right about it. You know, you know, you up. know what
0: upset me was that they had gone through one and two. Marty's name when he goes back to 1955 was Calvin Klein because it was on his underwear. Right. Then he goes back to the Wild West, 1885, and all of a sudden he's got to be Clint Eastwood? Why not stay with Calvin Klein? If you're going to go back in time, I think you have to be uniform in your alias.
1: See, and the thing about her, the thing about it is with that one, I understand why he, you know what I'm saying, he went with Calvin Klein because he was wearing Calvin Klein drawers whenever old girl, his mom, Whenever his right. mom took his clothes off, was that as weird as hell? And anybody who's ever seen the, every anybody who's ever seen the porn. no, she was a super perv. She was a huge perv. Right. Dude. Although I and will say,
0: in in her defense, she did not know he was her son.
1: No, no, man. She said she had some weird bond with him. You know, it's filthy. Uh-huh. I do Well, then his dad wasn't
0: any better. He was a peeping tom.
1: So. He was. That lets you know, like, it's the quiet ones that you need to worry about.
0: So now we're, now it, it I think, becomes a whole lot clearer why this guy's hanging out with those weird
1: scientists.
0: Look at what he's got at home. He's got a pervert and a Peter Tom for parents.
1: So, he, so he's looking for a sugar daddy.
0: Either that or I'm thinking he's looking for some sort of addiction here. Um, you know, a so, uh, uh, sugar daddy. Now, I tell you, I heard this, and now I can't remember where. So if somebody else has heard of this, and it's a well-known story, I'm sorry. I just can't remember give attribute to give attributes to it. Somebody tells a story about somebody in their family. No, somebody at their school, I'm sorry. from school, and nobody really had a lot of money. And all of a sudden, this guy comes, and he's dressed really nice. And he does that for like two or three weeks, and they ask him all of a sudden, where are you getting these clothes? And he's like, this old guy buys them for me. And they're like, well, what, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, I just come over to his house and we hang out, and and he 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 blows me, and then buys me stuff. And they're like, excuse me, he does what? Oh no, he gives me a blowjob. <laughs> Dude, that makes you gay. He goes, I'm not gay. He's blowing me. Duh. I think you know you're
1: getting into that area then. Well, ultimately, that's what we're talking. It's sad to say. It's sad to say that you know in the society we have to. And, and look, I'm not. I'm not necessarily trying to say that we have to label Marty Um Back to the Future Two is still one of my favorite movies from the '80s, but still, nonetheless. Like Back the to the, the
0: Future Two as well. I think it kind of dipped down in quality with Number Three, but then again, that happens with
1: most trilogies. Yeah, they completely dropped the ball, which is basically what Disney is about to do with this whole uh, Star Wars situation. They're not gonna completely drop the ball. Like honestly, Di- Disney's gotten too big. Disney and Walmart and the umbrella corporation from the Resident Evil movies. It's only a matter of time before they get in bio-warfare and we're all going to hell. Oh, so does that make you Ash? Are you gonna have the
0: boomstick?
1: I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not fighting, bro. I'm not fighting, man. I, I You mm-hmm. know, when I was single, I'd be quick to say, yeah, man, I'm fighting. I'm, I'm a part of the revolution. Now my mm-hmm. whole goal is to find a bunker with a lot of food for my family and just try and bottleneck anybody who wants to mess with us into the doorway. I'm not going and looking for it because you got to be a, mindful of your surroundings. When I can get them trying to come in the doorway, I can handle business.
0: I got you. I got you. So you'll be like the gatekeeper.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: The only thing you got to worry about there is the key master. I've, I've seen that movie as well, Zoo.
1: No, I've, and, and that's the only person that we can let in. Um, you know, if you announce yourself as the keymaster, master, that I, I'm saying, I mean, what's the likelihood of, and it was actually not Dan, who was it? it was, um, Rick
0: Moranis. Rick Moranis,
1: yeah. And uh, what's the Reaver. likelihood of Rick Moranis or Sigourney Weaver showing up at my bunker? I'm thinking it's if not.
0: anybody, I'm thinking if anybody from those movies shows up, if if uh, Ernie Hudson shows up, I think you got to let him in. You know.
1: You know, I'll let him in just because I liked his role in the movie Congo. Oh, he was really good in that movie. Yeah, Ernie and, and Congo. in Congo.
0: Ernie Hudson's an underappreciated actor, and I think he takes his acting job like he took that job on Ghostbusters. You know, as long as it pays and it's got
1: insurance, <laughs> it, right? Absolutely, man. When I saw him in, uh, uh, you know, Congo, and then I watched Sugar Hill the other day, he has a role in Sugar Hill, I'm like, yo, he's a real badass. But then he played, you know, autistic in the movie The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. And everybody, you know, I would play autistic to be able to see Rebecca DeMornay's breast. I mean, it's just, it's what you do.
0: Right. You just don't want to end up like, you know, she did on the movie, you know. Crazy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, yeah. crazy can be sexy, but you got to keep crazy at bay.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. you got to keep
0: crazy at bay. Absolutely, that is true. Wow. Hey, what did the boy squirrel say to the girl squirrel on Valentine's Day?
1: Want some of my nuts?
0: No, he said I'm nuts about you. You know what the girl <laughs> squirrel said to the boy squirrel on Valentine's Day? What is that? You're not so bad yourself.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: nice. My friend, my friend Mary sent me those on Valentine's Day. I thought that was pretty cute. So
1: I, I, I respect that. I absolutely respect that. I respect you, TJ.
0: That's all I'm gonna say. You're a very respectable I, I, man.
1: You know, I don't know why, man. I, you know, I really am uh, a bit of an asshole. But the thing about it is, what you have to understand is, you're not gonna find a nicer asshole.
0: I see. I see how that is, you know. I, sometimes I've got that asshole gene in me. See, a lot of people don't think so, but I'm very hard on myself. But I've got that gene in me. But if you're like me, as long as I can identify it, then I think I'm okay.
1: I feel you. And and, that, and that's, I, I realize that about myself. I'm not even going to pretend that I'm the nicest person in the world. I treat people good, you know. And, I, and when I meet you, I give you the opportunity to You know, show yourself to be unworthy of my trust. So I give you trust up front. You know, people have the opportunity to screw me over. But once you screw me over, it's Mm -hmm. a wrap. You're dead. Uh, I don't have to worry about that with you, man. I got nothing but love for you, bro. You're good people. Um, You know, but there are a lot of solid tossing MFers out there that I'm just not friends with. I see. I see. And I
0: think we both know some of those people. Oh absolutely.
1: Absolutely. They they definitely toss out. They can they can all suck a dick, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, love the,
0: I love the way that you just you, you just throw that out there now. All right, so I, I have got a question for you though. You've got this Go Radio Network, which I am just so proud to be a part of, the comedy shack. Although we've gotten we, we've gotten into some comedy I tell you, man, it is so much better to talk to somebody than to sit here and talk for yourself and go mind walking for an hour. Um, (laughs) That's a little hard, you know. I believe, and I'm not even even opposed to having callers, Um, but you can you can do that. But how many shows do you have now on the network? Thirteen. Thirteen. Bakers. Thirteen.
1: We we have absolutely the Bakers dozen that. I think people need to become more aware of the Baker's Dozen. When you go into a place and ask for a Dozen, ask for a Baker's Dozen. You get one extra for the same price. But, um, no, man, uh, we've got 13 quality shows on the network, all getting absolutely phenomenal numbers, and again, I want to give you props for setting the record for, uh, the Go Radio Network 1 that was recently beaten, but, uh, you did have the record, um, up until last I believe last Sunday.
0: Oh. Okay. Okay. So I had the record for a day?
1: Well, the show that beat you was actually came on the day after yours. I got you. Um you got up to about two hundred and fifty in about twenty four hours. Gotcha. And on Tuesday of this week, the show that comes on on Sunday after yours got like three eighty. Wow,
0: but that's yeah. all fantastic, you know. You talk, the the first number that you gave me, I would have been happy with that, you know. And, and somebody that's out there and just interested in in something that you put out there, I find that very flattering. And and hope that you give people you know, bang for their buck or a quality entertaining program.
1: Absolutely. That, and that's ultimately what we're here for, man. I, I pray uh, that all the shows are quality shows. Like, I I didn't want to get, you know, 13, 14 shows to put on the air and then they'd be hit or miss. Like, I yeah. want quality with every show that we have. And I'm, you know, either hosting or co-hosting four out of the 13 but even the ones that I'm not on, like your show, my wife's show, Bob Sullivan's show, One Ten Sports Talk, like all these shows, uh, it's quality work. It's people that absolutely love what they're doing, and um, what, what more can you ask for?
0: Absolutely, man. I tell you what, it makes you know, it, it it makes for an entertaining week. You know, I was just thinking that last week what what I could do better. You know, to to do things, but like I can tell you that mom was wow for an hour, I was just pulling stuff out of nowhere, it seems like. Um, I went back and listened to a little bit of it, but I'm not very big on going back and listening to myself. I will listen to other people all day long. I can listen to myself. I'm not a a total narcissist or or whatever, but um, I just don't like to go back and listen to it. I
1: can understand that. I listen to myself only because I have to critique myself. I'm trying to hone my skills. And um, one thing that I've always wanted to be able to do is I pride myself for my speech, being able right. to speak well. So I'll listen to myself, see how many times i said um and uh, just so that I can work on that and try and do better next time. But then also just to see what kind of words come out of my mouth. Depending on which show it is, um, the maturity level of the show, I know what I can and cannot say. Um, so sometimes I want to make sure that I'm funny. But you really right. can't. With me, like, okay, so some people have scripted comedy, and I get that. That's smart. That's the way to go because you know what you're going to say every time. But with Mm -hmm. me, I don't believe in writing. So I just say what comes to mind. And some days I'm on a roll. Some days I'm a funny, funny guy, and, you know, I just want to go into a bar and say, hey, all you ladies, blowjobs all around. But I can't do that all the time. Like, I'm not always on my game, and it really sucks sometimes.
0: Ah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, just, I I say that. I say you know, and I, I I say the ums a lot. And the more you get used to it, the more it it, it becomes easier. Yeah. But, you know, I had a – Valentine's Day was up and down for me uh, this this year, TJ. Uh, had some plans. I was really going through, and then last minute, the plans kind of fell through. which tapped. It 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 always happens. You know, you got to be able to roll with the flow, and just to do with whatever. But it, it Valentine's Day has always ramped up my anxiety levels, which don't need need much to ramp them up anyway. You know, many years I was single, and it becomes glaringly so on Valentine's Day. They call it Single Appreciation Day or Single Awareness Day. Um, and most of the kickback you hear about, oh, it's just a hallmark holiday and all that, those are single people that don't have anybody.
1: Let's be honest. <laughs> I absolutely understand that, man. No, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm the same way, bro. I've got somebody. You know, I've got somebody, and I still believe that it was a holiday created uh, for comics. You know, but what I'm saying is with all the money that's going into Valentine's Day, why can't more people have jobs?
0: Right, right. Well, I, we, we can get into that. Other years, for a long time I was in a relationship, but I've always felt inadequate in what I give the other person. It's like it's not good enough or I don't know what to get them or they won't like it. Or other times, just frankly, I was broke. Didn't have much to give them as anything. Um they say all you need is love, but love doesn't pay the bills or buy flowers.
1: See, you know what, bro, I'll tell you what, man. Normally with Valentine's Day, honestly, I'm I'm a selfish guy. Like mm-hmm. I like to right. show my person that I'm with, you know what I'm saying? That I love them and that's enough. You know, right. I will get you a small something, a little trinket here or there, but this year I pulled out the stops. I got a gift that was so awesome, I made my own asshole wet. Like I was just like really, really, really just impressed with myself. With the gift that I got my wife this year, so <laughs> what you get your wife, man? Or can, um, you, can you say? No, absolutely, I can say. You know, anybody that's hating can suck a dick. I got uh, my wife a emerald necklace and uh, emerald earrings, which is kind of awesome that I got them in emerald because they're they're remaking the Wizard of Oz. But um, no, no, man, I got a I got her a necklace and some earrings, bro, and they. We're not cheap.
0: There are, I believe, in the next two years, like three or either four Wizard of Oz-related movies coming out. Right. It it is this year to what the last year and a half was. uh, Last year was Snow White. There were like two or three Snow White uh, movies coming out. So this year it's it's the Wizard of Oz, which is okay. You know,
1: w I wanna oh, see, see that Oz Great and Powerful movie, that looks pretty good. And that's what I'm saying, like if they if they go the way the book went, they do this Oz Great and Powerful first, and then do the traditional Wizard of Oz with the whore Dorothy and her dog. Then I the whore Dorothy. Yeah, she was a whore. You know, girl. she like
0: she liked you know, she liked the scarecrow best of all. Why is that? That's what she says at the end. She thinks she'll miss him the most. And the the lion and the Tin Man are like we're right here. Oh my God!
1: <laughs> yeah, see, wow. now, well, but everybody everybody says the Tin Man was gay. So everybody know, says the that, Tin Man was gay. Yeah, bad. I
0: would have I would have said cowardly lion was gay. If no, anybody.
1: no, no, no. The cowardly lion was just a flamboyant type that you would honestly suspect. To be a oh, little, Oh, of being gay. You know, yeah, you would suspect him. And honestly, that's why the Tin Man wanted to keep him around, because the Tin Man was like, yo, as long as you keep acting like you're acting, that won't bring pressure to me. But, you know, we all know what the Tin Man wanted. Ah. Uh, yeah.
0: A, f- a few filthy. minutes with Toto.
1: Absolutely. It's filthy. It's
0: horrible. It is filthy and horrible. I watch, I, m- I watch that movie about once a year, uh, the, the 1939 Wizard of Oz, and every year I pick up something that I've never picked up before.
1: Can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. How high did somebody have to be to make that movie? And then on top of that, not just that one, but Alice in Wonderland too. You have to be pretty freaking high to make those movies. So my next question to you, because I know we're both creative guys, do you want to meet up sometime in the next couple of weeks to get high and make the next masterpiece? Oh,
0: meet up, yes. Get high? No, because I'm trying to get a job and all of them require uh, a <laughs> drug test.
1: Yo, bro, but what I'm saying is if we make the next masterpiece, we can pretty much write our own ticket.
0: This is true. This is true. But, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that it, it's getting to where more and more states are getting this uh, medical marijuana, and I want the good grade stuff. I am not a, I'm not a I'm not a drug guy, but as a, as a student that I once had a contact with, he was being suspended. Said, look, I'm going anyway. this stuff y'all have down here is no good. He goes, the stuff I was given was quality stuff. So. Uh, no, I
1: absolutely, but, I absolutely respect that.
0: You know, I've been around. I've been around it twice. You know, somebody's a, a drug person. That's fine with them. I'm not really a drug person. I've been around it, like I said, twice. Really heavy, and both times it gave me a headache. I didn't inhale. You know, I guess I was getting the secondhand stuff, and it gave me a headache.
1: Well, I like I like how you identify drug people. You say I've been around a drug person as if you're talking about somebody with Down syndrome. You're just saying I've been <laughs> around them once or twice. I got a headache. No, I mean you call 'em you can call them doper. i 'em. I'm
0: them I'm, I'm sorry, I apologize. I'm from, a, no, I'm just I'm saying, from like, a small I'm from a small town and you know, drug users. People who use recreationally or professionally yeah. use drugs.
1: Me having been a former drug person, like I said, well, I haven't I haven't indulged since like way back in maybe 2006. But for me to be a former drug person using your words, I, I took offense to it. I really did feel like you were looking down on me like I had a sloped forehead and a hump on my back.
0: I would never do that. I would never do anything. The time. <laughs> you know, although although I will say this, the people for drug legalization are fine. They just need new spokesmen. You know, sometimes the spokesmen for drug legalization are not the best representatives of their cause.
1: Absolutely right. Absolutely right. You shouldn't have dreadlocks uh, asking for the uh, legalization of drugs. You should be clean-cut. And I'm I'm an advocate. Here's the thing. I say teachers, it on. If you want to take a chance and get, you know, in trouble for partaking in illegal narcotics, then go ahead and do it. It's not for me. And being a family man now, being a father, I definitely... I'm against it because I don't want my children to get into that stuff. But right. you know, once upon a time, you know, once upon a time when I was down in Florida and I was buying my drugs from the former senator, you know, I was getting some quality grade because he was getting that, that, that medical stuff himself. So, you know, okay. I, 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 yeah, I get it. It's filthy.
0: Well, you know. um Marijuana has never killed anybody, and I know this because somebody who partakes and wants to legalize it told me five times within an hour. That's not true. One time. Well, I don't know if it's true or not. I do know that it probably kills brain cells because they couldn't remember because they told me five times. (laughs) But everybody's like, ooh, 420. 420 is the greatest day ever. They've never heard of 1225 or 1031. Those are some pretty (laughs) great days. One, Absolutely. one. If you got family and they love you, you'll probably get gifts. Right. And the other people do go around and give out candy. Those are some pretty good days. Uh, I agree. But what I, about what about? Uh, this, this is, about this is not a political show. I like could care less if people um, want to smoke or inhale or shoot off. You know, they can. People can do what they want to do. You know, they they say all you need is love, T.J., but love doesn't pay the bills or buy flowers. Things have gotten cheaper over the years, but it's still not free. Prostitution. Well, you know, florists jack up their prices around February just for this reason.
1: They're a-holes.
0: Well, expensive roses may be a headache for the consumer, but they're a necessity for the florists. You keep your prices the same. It, as every other month of the year, and you'll have no roses on Valentine's Day. No roses on Valentine's Day, and pretty soon no flowers shall.
1: See, you know what? I have I have a I have a different philosophy on that one. Okay. You keep your prices the same and jack up your inventory, meaning that you have more actual product. You want to have a surplus around this time because you know that people are going to come to you because they know that your prices are going to be cheaper than the next man. Slightly raise up your prices on everything else so that you can make up for it. So your car that was normally $3, make it 5 Because a guy is not just going to buy roses. He's going to buy a card. He's going to buy chocolates. And he's coming to you. You can be that one-stop shop for him.
0: Well, that's true, but the the cards and the chocolate they don't keep a lot around anyway, so you'd have to jack uh, prices and buy more inventory if you can keep the up the same. The other thing is, flowers have a very limited shelf life, so even if you upped your inventory, you don't have anywhere to store them, and then you'd have to go buy more storage space, and now your point is moot because you are um, keeping the prices the same, yet you're taking out more expenditures. But so I don't want to average- get into that. Oh okay, my bad, I'm sorry. No, my that's alright. That's okay. Uh, because I'm I'm going somewhere. Money's always been a problem for me. There's never enough. I get anxiety about that too. I self-medicate my mood. I do it with food, with caffeine and calories. I keep that food close to isolate myself from others and my own feelings of inadequacy, it's like a giant coat. You got a really good coat you'd like it. I used to have this big blue coat that I wore all the time. I wish I still had it. It was warm, but it was also, it had this thing where like, if I wore it and it was warmer, it would also get a breeze going and that would feel cool, but if it was cold, it would be insulated. You know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're saying. It was great. Uh, Oh, man, let me see. About 11 years ago, had a security job where I got off at 12.30 in the morning. I'm driving to my parents' house, because that's where I lived at the time. And um, I'm almost home. It's about 1 o'clock in the morning, and it's early December, and it's freezing outside. It's about 20 degrees. Um, And in front of me, I see something run across the road. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I thought my mind was playing tricks on me because I thought it was Al's. Um, that ran across the road. I'm like, what in the world was that? And so I passed it, and I I, I couldn't see it fully, and I'm like, my my curiosity got the better of me. And I turned around, and I I went back, and running up into the empty Burger King parking lot was a little boy about five years old. It's 1 o'clock in the morning. So I I pull into the parking lot of the Burger King. I get out hey, how are you? And he goes, good. And I go, uh, what's your name? And he said, Aaron. I said, okay, Aaron. And he was wearing a pair, this is why I call it Alf. He was wearing a pair of Alf pajamas. Uh, Obviously hand-me-down. And I'm like, what are you doing out here? he goes, I told my mama I wanted a cheeseburger. And she said, go to Burger King and buy you a cheeseburger. I think he had dreamed all of this. Uh, and so he dreamed or sleptwalked his way and out of the house and up to Burger King. It's 1 o'clock in the morning. He's wearing pajamas, and it's freezing cold. And I didn't have a cell phone at the time, but there was a payphone in the corner of the parking lot. So I told him to take my finger, and he grabbed his hand around my finger, and we walked over to the payphone, and I called the police. And... um I told him what had happened, and I told him I'd be there. And so I wrapped this, myself and this kid in this jacket to keep them warm. And then I'm thinking, well, they may not like me holding a little kid. Uh, so I, I sat him down, but I think I kept my jacket around and, and all that. And he looks up at me, and he says, I got me a white daddy. Pretty <laughs> serious. And I said, excuse me, yeah, my mom was black, but I got me a white daddy. <laughs> and I'm like, <went>, okay. <laughs> and, I just looked, and about that time, about 20 police officers um, come pull, come um, come in, and I explained to them what happened. They put them in the back of one of the cruisers, and the people ask me my story, and I give them all that information, plus my um, – plus my number and my name and everything and all that. And I went home and, you know, I don't know what happened because that was never reported because all the reportings of, like, things that happened to children are listed in the paper the following week. They don't give names or anything, but they do, you know, any any child protective services, stuff like that, are listed. And this was never listed. So I never knew what happened to him or or anything like that, but I'm glad I turned around because um, late at night you never know what would have happened. To you know, that was a busy highway. Trucks go from Interstate uh, 95 to Interstate 85 on that road, and even if they had seen him, they wouldn't have been able to stop. And I learned that he had a white daddy, so I keep that close to my heart. Uh-huh. I keep that close to my heart.
1: Absolutely, man. That, that's a good Samaritan move right there, bro. I got props for that.
0: No, uh, yeah, but I just remember that coat just that night because it was so cold. And God, I missed that coat—it was a good coat. <laughs> I feel that way hey. about my green. I feel that way about my green windbreaker now. Um, I don't know if you still have yours, but we used to have a uh, green windbreaker in common. But.
1: I do. I do still have mine. Actually, I was talking to the wife about it today. I haven't worn it in a long time, but I do have it though.
0: I wear mine probably on a daily basis or almost daily basis. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't insulate like that blue coat does. But, oh, that coat was wonderful. It was also good on security because sometimes they would fire people at the job I was at and I had to escort them to their car. And it was good if somebody jumped me with a knife. It wouldn't even affect the bullet, but it was thick and it could probably, a knife get caught up
1: in it. You keep getting numbers like you're getting, man, and uh, we're going to get you a blue jacket, all right?
0: I thought you were going to say you keep getting numbers like you're getting and somebody will stab you. I'm like, oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was really fun having a show. I was
1: going to say, this will be my last. (laughs) No more numbers. (laughs) No more numbers.
0: Nobody will get any more numbers after this. Uh, How's your show doing, man? You getting pretty good numbers?
1: Dude, man, I can't complain. Like I said, I'm involved with four shows and all four are um getting some, some steady good numbers. So I'm I have absolutely no complaints for what we got going on with the Go man. We're like I said we're we're a close knit tribe and we're all doing well. Uh the Go Radio Network website will be dropping here in the next couple of days where people will be able to go um get the bio for all the shows, hopefully get some pictures in there. And they'll be able to hear any show that they want, um, but the website will have every show for every network, go one and go two. Wow, that,
0: that'll that be just fantastic. Uh, well, I heard it's time to wrap things up. TJ, thank you so much for joining me, man.
1: No, not a problem, bro. thanks for having me, man. It's always a pleasure. This has just been fantastic,
0: and I will talk to you soon, my friend.
1: Absolutely, man. Be blessed,
0: brother. All right, man. Thank you all so much for listening. That was just a quick talk between me and TJ, the time has flown by. Thank you all for listening so much. This has been the Go Radio Network presents the Comedy Shack. I am your host, Joey Harris. Follow me on Twitter at Harris. Email me, joeyharriscomedy at gmail.com. Until we meet next time, good night, and God bless. We'll see you next time.